When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Coming to you from Florida's scenic treasure coast and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're live on iHeartRadio and on demand on your favorite podcast directories. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. Or call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, did you have a good three-day weekend labor day labor day has been perverted in this country it's uh it's come to mean more of uh a may day celebration like uh, you see in the the communist countries where they celebrate the collective labor day was originally meant in this country to honor working men and women women uh, men and women who get up every day go to work and make this country work uh, but now it's been co-opted by the left, and as the left becomes more and more enamored with socialism, a, a Marxist form of socialism, not the socialism that they like to say, oh, it just includes uh, fire stations and Social Security. No, they're, they're going all in on, on Marxism, and if you watch what's going on in the streets, you can see that. But, uh, you know... <laughs> I was tempted to do a show yesterday uh, uh, on this Atlantic story, the Atlantic, where they smeared Trump. They rolled out a smear campaign right before the three-day weekend. You can expect more of this. We're going to cover more on uh, how this this uh, latest hoax has already been debunked and disproven. But I want to start by uh, just covering, you know, Labor Day is traditionally the beginning of the, the, uh, the uh, political campaigns in earnest. And uh, and Joe Biden tried to rouse himself out. He did a couple of virtual events. He scheduled a press conference to try to to amplify the uh, the Atlantic's uh, hit piece. And uh, it was all just really low energy, really dispirited, really dishonest, just just a, a dumpster fire in terms of politics. Trump supporters were out uh, in big numbers doing parades and uh, and boat parades. The boat parades have become a really a phenomenon where uh, everybody you know turns out with their flags and everything. Uh, they they're out of the reach of the radical left that's uh, in many of the big city streets, and they uh, they enjoy the day. They celebrate uh, the promise that is America in uh, in good spirits and uh, have a lot of fun. 
uh, and all across the nation, you had these uh, these boat parades in uh, in New Jersey and San Diego and Texas and Michigan and uh, Wisconsin. Just boat parade after boat parade. My mom lives on Lake Lanier, which is uh, you know a big water reservoir north of Atlanta. And uh, they had 2,000 boats turn out. It was a huge uh, event and uh, all in very good spirits. For his part, Trump uh, didn't take the day off. Instead, he held a a press conference and he was in beast mode. You know, uh, President Trump has has really uh, personified the term disruptor. He doesn't have a filter. He says what's on his mind, and uh, and what's on his mind is almost invariably the truth. But sometimes in politics, you can speak too much truth, and Trump is really testing that that theory. And uh, on his Labor, Labor Day presser, he spoke a lot of truth. At one point, he was um, he was pointing out Biden's really de- despicable history with regard to enabling the rise of China. And uh, and then he went there. It's a good time to talk about when we're being ripped off by countries, but nobody's even close to China. Biden cheered China's rise as a great power because great powers adhere to international norms in the areas of nonproliferation, human rights, and trade. Well, they didn't. They took advantage of stupid people. Stupid people. And Biden's a stupid person. You know that. You're not going to write it. You know that. The cost of Biden's economic treachery was 60,000 shuttered American factories. And I hear this morning that the real number is probably 70,000. 70,000 shuttered American factories. And he's talking about how wonderful. Now, this is a part of Trump's um, shtick where he he reads off the prepared statements and then uh, he stops intermittently to interject uh with his his uh personal observations and i don't think it's a good idea i know a lot of people find it quite entertaining but think how much more powerful that statement that he gave right there would have been if he hadn't stopped and called joe biden a stupid person now joe biden is a stupid person joe biden's been a stupid person for uh a long 47 year political career and he uh he did enable the rise of china but the media is not going to focus on the substance of what was said there. They're, they're going to instead focus on the fact that he called Joe Biden a stupid person, which, again, is the truth. But you don't have to say all the truth every time you open your mouth. Sometimes there is a such thing as too much truth. And, you know, Donald Trump is a singular individual. He apparently doesn't have the same uh, ego, uh, uh, type thing, uh, a mechanism where he cares about whether people like him or not. A lot of people do like him about half of the country, but normally you try to build on, uh, on your, your coalition and, uh, and he is doing everything he can to just drive the, the media and the Democrats and their leftist supporters out of their mind. At one point he, uh, he acknowledged that, uh, a lot of people don't like him, including many of these foreign countries that uh, that take offense when he asks them to treat America fairly and and uh, and not to abuse American workers. But we would be in a position that we are not in right now. But China is spending the money we give them to build up their military. 
So when you mention the word decouple, it's, uh, it's an interesting word. So we lose billions of dollars, and if we didn't do business with them, we wouldn't lose billions of dollars. It's called decoupling, so you'll start thinking about it. You'll start thinking. They take our money and they spend it on building airplanes and building ships and building rockets and missiles. And Biden has been just a pawn for them. He's been so easy, they dream about Biden. There was a report today that they hope that uh, Joe Biden becomes president. If Joe Biden becomes president, China will own the United States, and every other country will be smiling also. They'll be smiling. When reports come out that certain countries don't really like me too much, that's not because of my personality, although it could be that also. It could be. It's because of the fact that I've been very tough on countries that have been ripping us off for so many years. If you look at NATO, with the exception of eight countries, we're one of them. Every country is way behind their delinquent, especially Germany, in paying their NATO bills. That means we end up paying it, and we're not doing it. I told them, we're not doing it. And they've increased their spending now, 130 billion. Well, it's not just NATO. It's not just China. In this trade, these trade regimes, America's uh, been in thrall of the people that profit by selling out America workers. And Trump has reversed that. It's absolutely driven the, the elite class out of their mind. But what he is doing is, uh, is restoring the traditional American economy that is supposed to be for the American workers. And prior to uh, the Labor Day weekend, we had some very good economic numbers that gave the president the chance to brag about it. A new study reveals the U.S. has lost 5 million manufacturing. I should start, uh, uh, set this up better. Uh, this is a, an ad from uh, Team Trump. And uh, they, they start out with the history of these terrible trade deals uh, prior to Trump's arrival. And then they, they uh, start touting the economic turnaround. A new study reveals the U.S. has lost 5 million manufacturing jobs since 2000. The U.S. economy is seeing its worst economic recovery since 1949. China has made remarkable strides in the past 20 years. Under President Obama, the recovery ranks as the worst in the 11 recoveries since the Depression. The reason I'm here is because of President Obama and Joe Biden. Because if they did a good job, I wouldn't be here. He's going to bring all these jobs back. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What magic wand do you have? You need a magic wand. No, you don't. We need manufacturing jobs. My administration added over a half a million manufacturing jobs. You can't can't contradict that these are the best numbers of our lives. The federal government's monthly unemployment report just out this morning is a huge surprise after the damage of the coronavirus pandemic. It appears to be a stunner, uh, much better than expected. Two and a half million jobs in the month of May. The U.S. added 4.8 million jobs in June. That's a record-setting gain. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. And it's not going to be that long. These are the forgotten uh, workers who work with their hands. They don't want a government handout. They want their job. A new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. So $10.6 million, or 6 million jobs, 10.6 million jobs have been added back since the uh, the depth of the coronavirus lockdowns. Uh, it is a V-shaped recovery. 
Joe Biden was out over the weekend saying that uh, we need a, a $15 minimum wage. We need to guarantee uh, health benefits uh, for for everyone, uh, have them taxpayer funded, need to socialize medicine. He had all sorts of other prescriptions that uh, that don't work in a free market society. I mean, the economic illiteracy of the Democrats is stunning. If you secure the borders so we don't have a bunch of illegal aliens driving down wages, if you protect American uh, manufacturers from predatory trade practices that the the establishment in Washington has absolutely not only enabled but encouraged, the wages will take care of themselves. You'll have a prosperous country. We've got everything we need in this country to have a prosperous economy that can rise all boats. The Democrats don't want that. They want to continue to, uh, to uh, service their globalist interests and at the same time uh, uh, win elections by promising, hollow promises, I would add, the, uh, the displaced workers' uh, uh, government handouts. It's not what American people want. It's not what American people need. And I think in November it's going to fail. I've got one more clip for you here. This is before, um, no, this is Joe Biden out on the trail over the weekend uh, at an AFL-CIO virtual event. And uh, and it showed just how exhausted Joe Biden is from this very modest uh, schedule they've had him on for the last week where he did two um, press events and uh, several virtual events. And this is what he sounds like. What will your administration do to help them give them that chance? Thank you. Move it up here. You know, there used to be a basic bargain in this country. Oh, so Joe Biden has been a little bit more coherent lately, but it seems to be exhausting. I mean, he's struggling to breathe. He he says, um, you know, crazy things and uh, and has these uh, incoherent lapses, uh, and, and this this campaign is really just beginning. I don't think it's going to turn out too well for old Joe. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. So I'm down here in Florida. This is a swing state. It goes Democrat or Republican, depending on, you know, the candidates. Um, We just barely held on to the governor's seat during the last election and barely uh, sent uh, Rick Scott to the U.S. Senate. Um, And I get out and about a lot. (laughs) I'm not seeing any Joe Biden support. I see a lot of Trump bumper stickers, a lot of Trump yard signs. I I see people flying Trump flags. I don't see any support for Joe Biden. It sort of mirrors his low-energy campaign. (laughs) I saw... Uh, someone on Twitter calls herself Honey Badger Cheerleader. She's uh, she's from southern Louisiana, good Cajun country. She said uh, on a recent outing, uh, they counted 237 Trump yard signs. And they counted 38 Biden signs. 
and 53 crawfish signs. <laughs> Biden is losing to crawfish. <laughs> oh, man. It, uh, you know, and we keep, they keep hitting us with these polls. Biden's winning. Where is Biden winning? I talked to a lot of people. I got a lot, I get a lot of, uh, social media and, uh, and emails. I don't know anybody that says, uh, they see any enthusiasm for Joe Biden. And, uh, what I think we have here is sort of an engineered, uh, enthusiasm. They, uh, they're manipulating, uh, the media, and we're going to get to that Atlantic hit piece probably, uh, well, maybe we may get to it in this half hour, but, um, and, and these manipulated polls where they overweight, uh, Democrats, even though this country is, uh, is doing a big paradigm shift away from the Democrat party, working people are shifting away from, them. they're still going on old models and probably, more ominously, they're they're locking down and censoring and and applying algorithms to these social media platforms in order to uh, suppress any uh, any move to, toward Trump and the Republicans. Here is uh, Jeff Zuckerberg, the uh, the tech titan that owns Facebook, of course, uh, talking about how Facebook is going to be all in on this uh, this effort to uh to facilitate uh continuing to count votes until joe biden wins in the 2020 election one of the things that i think we and and um other media need to start doing is preparing um the american people that um there's nothing illegitimate about this election taking additional days or even weeks um, to make sure that all the votes are counted. In fact, that might be important to make sure that this is a legitimate um, and fair election. So we're going to do a a bunch of different messaging around that just to make sure that people know that that's normal. So if one of they're going to do messaging, they're supposed to be a social media platform, but Zuckerberg is going to weigh in and do messaging. He's already been doing messaging that uh, somehow these, these mail in, ballots and they need to stop calling it mail-in voting this is not mail-in voting this is uh, blanketing your state with a whole bunch of um, illegitimate ballots and then giving the democrats the opportunity to vote harvest they need to call it, start calling it what it is vote harvesting but uh zuckerberg is already manipulating the the largest uh, opinion uh influencer on the planet in order to support the Democrats' radical agenda. The um, candidates in, in any of the races claims victory before there's um, a consensus result. A consensus result claims victory before there's a consensus result. We don't resolve elections in this country by consensus. We, we resolve them by the, the number of legitimate ballots cast. And he's saying that anybody that uh, declares victory, read if Trump declares victory, they're going to stop it uh, on his platform. And they're going to continue to allow Joe Biden and the Democrats to try to generate enough votes to overcome Trump's margin of victory. Then we're going to add some informational context to that post directly saying that um, that there, there's no consensus result yet. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think a heightened risk of um, of civil unrest. 
Oh, yeah, there's a heightened risk of civil unrest. You need only look out in the streets right now with all the civil unrest being conducted by Democrats in Democrat cities and states. And uh, already the, the Democrats are stirring the pot to try to try to uh, have mass rioting after the election if Donald Trump wins. And, of course, they will only call off their dogs uh, if and when Joe Biden is allowed to generate enough votes to uh, to turn that around. Now, you got to keep in mind that this is the same uh, Facebook and the same Twitter and the same other social media platforms that regularly ban any any radical voices on the right side of the political spectrum saying that it's dangerous. It's a threat to your safety. But every one of these platforms still allows hundreds, hundreds of Antifa and hundreds of Black Lives Matter sites to organize, to agitate, to call on their supporters, to engage in, um, in violent protests. That's just okie dokie with Jeff Zuckerberg and, and, uh, Sergey Brin and Jack Dorsey. But over on Facebook, they've even taken down any support of Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, we have seen on, on video, was defending himself from violent attackers. The very basic, most, most fundamental human right is defend yourself, but they have taken down any support of Kyle Rittenhouse defending himself in Kenosha. But, and here's the key, you are perfectly entitled. Facebook thinks it's just great if you go on there and call Rittenhouse a mass murderer or or try to defame him. That's That's fine, but you can't support him. That is what's called uh, controlling the narrative. Even the Wall Street Journal came out and said that uh, what they're doing is uh, is an abomination. They're they're trying to seed the uh, the jury pool to file, find Rittenhouse guilty. You'll notice that they charge Kyle Rittenhouse with first degree murder, even though premeditated murder, even though he was running away from each and every one of the people he shot, who continued to pursue and attack him. But if you look out in Portland. They charged the guy, uh, what was his name, uh, Reinhall, that uh, that murdered the Trump supporter. They charged him with second-degree murder. Even though it's on video, Reinhall ambushing, laying in wait, and ambushing his victim, uh, Jay Danielson. The... The double standard is so staggering that it it makes your head hurt. It boggles the mind. So we're going to talk uh, in the next half hour more about the mail-in voting schemes and the the tactics that they're employing. We're going to talk about the the Atlantic smear, uh, another one of these, these coordinated hoaxes from the media in coordination with the Democrats. We're going to look at uh, Biden's response to that. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to talk about the, uh, the latest revelations in uh, COVID-19, the Wuhan virus. Turns out that upwards of 90% 
of these cases of these positive test results that they have uh, have ginned up are wrong, and that's not from the conspiracy uh, fringes. That's right there in the New York Times. Well, I guess the New York Times is kind of a conspiracy fringe, but when they're admitting something that is so contrary to the narrative that they have been uh, forwarding, you can just imagine how how true it is. Antifa is in the streets chanting death to America, attacking people, dragging them out of their cars and beating them in the streets, engaging in political assassinations. Jeff Zuckerberg allows them to organize and incite on their platform, but you can't speak up for Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to run out to a break. We'll cover all that when we get back right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. And I don't know how many of you have ever spent any time in California. I was out there in the 80s. It was it was God's country. It was it was literally uh, the Golden State. Beautiful, fabulous geography. Back then, every kid in the state could uh, go tuition free to any state university, and they had a an amazing university system. This, of course, was before the the courts struck down Prop 184 and forced. California to uh, to uh, succumb to wave after wave of illegal immigration, and now the place has been taken over by the Democrats and is sunk sunk into the third world. They can't even keep the lights on in California any longer. Now they have had uh, a brutal heat wave. It's not that unusual. They uh, they have these periodically, but uh, because they've gone all in on the the a green energy and uh, and kept uh, Pacific Gas and Electric from investing in upgrading its uh, natural gas power plants and its uh, d- distribution infrastructure, and instead spend billions and billions of dollars on windmills and uh, solar collectors. They're to the point now where they can't even keep the lights on. They've got these uh, uh, these huge wildfires that are caused by poor forest management where the environmentalists have shut down any sort of logging or forest management. So you've got uh, just huge amounts of, uh, in the firefighting business, it's called duff. Um, 
leaves and branches and everything on the ground that uh, uh, just a huge fuel load. At the same time, um, you know, they're allowing people to uh, to build right there in the uh, uh, the the fire interface is what they call it, uh, right up to these these national forests. And so you've got uh, sort of this witch's brew out there of these uh, these wildfires uh, at the same time when they can't even uh, keep the heat on. And you've got the governor of the state telling people to turn off their air conditioners at 3 o'clock in the afternoon so that uh, the demand doesn't overwhelm the supply of electricity. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of thing you see in uh, in Africa and the Middle East and other countries that uh, have have come apart so badly that they uh, they are unable to provide even basic services. Anna James Ziegler uh, commented, uh, "How many people are thinking? You know, I don't love everything about the GOP, but I do enjoy running my air conditioner in the summer." And that's the point I was touching on. Yeah, Trump uh, can be a, a real ass. He's telling the truth when he's being a real ass, but you can tell too much truth in too harsh a way. Um, but if you're given the choice of today's Democrat Party that has absolutely lost its mind, I think you might choose to have your air conditioner. You might choose not to be drug out of your car uh, in the in the streets. You might choose not to have your business burned down or your job uh, sacrifice to a, uh, a COVID hoax. So that's the way this, uh, this election is shaping up. Oh, where to go? I guess we, uh, we ought to uh, finish this topic about these, uh, these 90% of cases that are being wrongly diagnosed. As I said, in the New York times, they, they published an article, I think it was last Thursday after, after this show aired where they looked at um, testing data from Massachusetts, New York, and Nevada. And even the New York Times acknowledged that because of faulty procedures, the, uh, the testing may be up to 90% false. The, uh, the positive test results may be up to 97, 90% false. That's because uh, they, uh, they regenerate the virus load that, uh, that they receive up to four times. So a tiny little virus load that would be uh, a positive, uh, a, a good result, I should say, uh, that somebody has, you know, taken on the virus, build up antibodies and that their immune system was suppressing the virus is being turned into fodder for the Democrats to, uh, try to scare everybody and keep them locked down in their houses. There are positive test results where, uh, where people had no virus whatsoever. There's a, a, a guy on social media, and he's got a website, The Ethical Skeptic, that, uh, that pointed out they will be teaching in sociology classes hundreds of years from now the, uh, the way that these numbers can be manipulated and controlled to the ends of destructive ignorance and mob rule. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Um, Berenson, what is Berenson's first name? He is a former 
New York Times reporter that's gone rogue and has, uh, has done the very best reporting on, uh, on this topic as he madly searches for the clip. And he was on with Tucker talking about what's behind all of this. Sort of underestimate how big a business COVID has become. Yes. That, you know, lockdown, forget lockdowns, testing alone at this point, we are spending almost a billion dollars a week on testing. Nothing else. Is, uh, and, I, and I'm embarrassed, as you said that, first that I didn't know that about Zeke Emanuel. I should have. And second, that we haven't spent enough. He's talking about Zeke Emanuel, former, uh, I think it was HHS secretary in the Obama administration that was on TV saying, we have no choice. We have to do these lockdowns. We can't reopen the economy until we have a vaccine and the, the, the virus is uh, zeroed out. Back to the clip. Enough time in this show looking at the economic incentives to continue this. But that, I mean, that is a profound, we're spending a billion dollars a week. So what you're saying is there are a lot of reasons people would want this to continue for a long time. Beyond beyond the politics, so you set the testing, right. you know, and the Times actually one of the few good stories they've had in the last couple of months. They really looked at this thing we're doing with PCR testing, where 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 the tests are almost manipulated to come back positive a lot of the time. And if you look at how much virus is really in the original sample, it's a tiny, tiny amount. Okay, then the tests, then we have you know thousands and thousands of tests coming back positive that might not actually mean anything. And guess what? People like Zeke Emanuel. People in the public health establishment say, well, now we have to continue testing. You know, it, it, I believe that Joseph Heller called that a catch-22. Yes, he did. So, so that's a problem. I mean, I, mean, I mean, he literally did, right? Like, like, we have to have more tests because the tests that we have, we've manipulated so they come back positive. Yep. That's, uh, and you'll continue to hear the Democrats say, we have to have more testing, more testing, more testing. Schumer was out with a tweet saying the president has fallen down on testing because people are, are, are start stopping are no longer, um, you know, going to get tests for no reason. Down here where I'm at, they've reopened the schools and they uh, they found three positive uh, COVID tests uh, on some uh, high school students, and they're already talking about shutting down the classes already. Now these these three show no symptoms whatsoever, um, based on the number of false tests that are being produced. We don't know if they even have any virus, much less enough virus to be contagious, but they want to lock down the schools, even though we know now that the flu is more deadly to young people than the, the Wuhan virus. Oh man. So Antifa was, uh, was out in the streets. This was their big May day celebration. They were, uh, they were out. They've come up with a new motto. The Democrats, uh, uh, stormtroopers have, and it is, uh, it's a, something that we're not unfamiliar with, but we are not familiar with it being chanted right here in the streets of America. And that is death to America. Now, if you thought this might be, well, it's just some super radicals that are in with the group that are chanting this. It doesn't really represent the uh, black lives matter or Antifa. No, that's not the case. They actually have banners leading the, the parade that say death to America. Here's what it sounds like.
that banging you hear, they're busting windows out. So, the Democrat supporters, and have no doubt about it, every one of these are Joe Biden's voters, are out in the streets marching behind banners that say death to America, and they're chanting death to America. And Joe Biden can't find it within himself to call out Antifa and Black Lives Matter violent riots by name. And this is uh, this is a culmination of a lot of very irresponsible talk on behalf of the Democrats. Here's a montage of the Democrats and their media mouthpieces uh, ginning up this movement that we see in the streets. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Yeah, I mean, we could go on on that. Let me just play this one. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that- I mean, the the rhetoric that has ginned all this up, validated and contextualized it, has, is a, has directly resulted in what we see in the streets now. Trump goes there. I can't remember what's behind this clip. Let's take a look. For the entire summer, Biden was silent as far-left rioters viciously attacked law enforcement in Democrat-run cities all, burned down businesses, terrorized civilians, and just recently marched through the streets chanting death to America. This is what we have, death to America. I mean, really, this is some Orwellian stuff going on right here. (laughs) <laughs> they're trying to win an election by chanting death to America. I, I, I don't think that's a good election strategy. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe the world has moved past me and I've lost touch, but I don't think that being out in the streets, chanting death to America is really going to work out really well on election day. And the Democrats are determined to move Trump out of the uh, White House, and that's why they've gone to their plan B, and that is to steal the election. Joe Biden, um, before they were acknowledging the, the, the depth of this violence going on in the streets, said this dumbass thing. The only person who's defended the police is Trump. The only person who's defended the police is Trump. The only person that has defended the police is Trump. Well, we'll take it. We'll take it. Joe Biden went to Kenosha and met with um, a Farrakhan acolyte, the father of Jacob Blake. That's the one where he said Edison didn't invent the light bulb. And uh, over the weekend, Kamala Harris uh, 
also met, I think it was a virtual meeting with Jacob Blake, told him, this sexual predator, that he is that she is proud of him. So the Democrats have developed this problematic habit of trying to turn violent criminals that are uh, injured or killed being uh, arrested, resisting arrest, turning them into their martyrs. Here's another clip from Antifa. What are they chanting here? Every city, every town burn the precinct to the ground. They've got another one of these Death to America uh, banners out in front of this this march. <laughs> uh, this country is coming apart. It is coming apart. And if it weren't bad enough that uh, the Democrat Party's gone all in on uh, the violent radical left... Yeah, Joe Biden last week, I think this was on Thursday. No, it's Tuesday of last week. Joe Biden sat down with um, Cardi B, probably the uh, the most vulgar uh, promoter of degeneracy in our popular culture. Now, keep in mind, this was after he didn't have time for months to meet with the media and answer any questions, but he met with Cardi B. And uh, somebody on Twitter, I'll tell you their name after the clip, put together this comparison of Joe Biden's praise of Cardi B versus the reality of Cardi B. The reason I'm so optimistic is because of your generation. You're the smartest. Yeah, bitches need to fucking brush your teeth before you suck that. The best educated. Yeah, eating barbecue ribs the whole day, bacon, egg, and cheese. Then you suck your nigga dick, and right after, he directly put it inside your pussy. Now you got bacon, egg, and cheese grease inside your pussy. The least prejudice. Yeah, bitches be fucking these little dirty-ass niggas. Y'all be sucking their dick and shit. Y'all be gagging on it. Y'all think y'all gagging on it because the dick is big. But no, bitch, it's because it's thick. And the most engaged generation in American history. Your dick's more like mustard, my nigga. What has happened to the Democrat Party? What has happened to these people? This is the Democrat nominee for president of the United States sitting down with this nasty degenerate praising her, talking about she is the sm- part of the smartest generation. And, he ge- and she gives him hope for the future. This would be an absolute disqualifier at any point in our history. If any responsible politician were seen within a mile of this woman, Joe Biden doesn't have time for the media. He doesn't want to answer questions, but he sits down with Cardi B. And if that's not bad enough, praises her. Maybe he doesn't know who Cardi B is, but certainly somebody in that campaign should know this woman is an absolute disaster for the youth of America. She is part of our popular culture. Joe Biden, instead of calling her out, having her, his own sister soldier moment, 
is on there kowtowing, bending the knee to her. It's disgusting. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. So I've got a clip here. It doesn't exactly fit in with the whole narrative of this show. It's a sort of a side street, but I'm going to play it anyway, just to illustrate just how fall, how far, uh, the left has fallen, the Democrats, uh, base. Now this is from the young Turks, the guy's name Kruk or Krug. Young Turks is on all of the cable channels. They're highlighted. Uh, I've got YouTube TV, and for some reason, they keep uh, putting the Young Turks in my uh, my suggestions feed. And uh, Krunk, Krunk, I can't remember his name, but he's on there. Um, I guess this is about a year ago. Now, keep in mind when you're listening to this that Comcast and all the other big uh, cable providers carries the Young Turks. And YouTube TV is not only carrying them, but promoting them. I have decided what uh, that Boing Boing chick was doing. Mm -hmm. She was doing a jaywalking uh, bestiality. Like, yeah, it might technically be a crime, but let's not waste the court's time on jaywalking. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But here comes the controversial part, the part I shouldn't say. I believe that I am going, if I were the uh, the benevolent dictator of the world... I would legalize bestiality where you are giving, where you are pleasuring the animal. You see what I'm saying? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, why? Why did that happen? It's the dumbest thing I've said. It really is the dumbest thing you said. No, no, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, like, so there's, like, was the case that we covered where there was, like, a guy or a girl or something that was pleasuring a horse, and the horse came to a conclusion, Right. So who got harmed? You know that people who are... Oh, my God. So I just stumbled upon that clip. You know, I've, I've listened into the Young Turks before and, and know that they're idiots. I didn't know how profound their idiocy was. But there seems to be some sort of defect in the leftist minds. Now, in normal times, those people didn't have a platform to promote their mental and moral defects and inspire or encourage other people that shared those mental and moral defects. But now the lid is off because these people are given a platform and have apparently inspired all of the crazies to flood into the streets and engage in uh, in the, just a public demonstration 
of their lunacy. In Georgia, a a black man was watching so much of um, this stuff, this, um, this Black Lives Matter propaganda, that he worked himself into such a frenzy that he went out and found the first white person he could and tried to stab him to death. It was an AutoZone employee. He just went and attacked him because he was white, stabbed him multiple times. It's going to take him months and months to recover. He's a father and a family man trying to provide for his family. I'm going to bring you his, uh, his GoFundMe page tomorrow. But this guy just went out and uh, randomly stabbed a white guy. And he wasn't the only one that did it that week. It also happened a very similar incident. I think it was in Texas. But this guy in Muskogee County, Georgia, that's uh, Columbus, Georgia, was put in jail. His name is Javon Hatchett. He was put in jail. And what did the geniuses that ran the jail do? They put him in, uh, in a cell with a white man who he promptly murdered. He, he, uh, I think he, uh, made a shank and he stabbed the guy to death. Now the guy that he stabbed to death named Eddie Nelson jr. He was in jail for violating parole for a, uh, uh, he was on the sex offender registry. So I'm not necessarily crying any tears for Eddie Nelson, but I don't know his situation, but, um, you've got these racially motivated hate crimes from black people empowered by this black lives matter movement against white people. And if you got your news from the mainstream media, you wouldn't even know what was going on. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know anything about it. They're not interested. It goes against the narrative. They're in a season of vilifying white people and they vilified white people to such a degree and excused the criminality that black people feel empowered to just go out and, uh, and, and murder them, murder white people. So sports over the weekend, I did watch the PGA championship. Uh, that was, that was good to see from my old, hometown in Atlanta, the East Lake country club where my mom used to teach ballroom dancing. Um, and, uh, it was great. Uh, Dustin Johnson won. He, uh, kept control of his nerves and, uh, and just, uh, walked away with it. Had a huge year, $15 million payday. And that was a nice respite. I'm, I'm not at all interested in, I can't even watch the, uh, national hockey league. I normally watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's good, the best sporting event. But I can't watch that because they've gone all in on this this uh, social justice agenda. And uh, I thought that they were going to take college football off of the air, uh, off the schedule this fall. But it turns out that the SEC and I think the ACC as well are, in fact, going to play uh, a schedule. It's going to be a 10-game schedule for the sec and it's going to be all conference play. <laughs> That's going to be pretty good. We're not going to have to see the sec teams whooping up on these other, uh, weaker sisters. And we're going to, we're going to just have a family feud here in the sec. 
I follow Georgia and Ole Miss. The first week is Ole Miss is going to be, play Florida and Georgia is going to play Arkansas. That's that's the games in week one that normally aren't even worth watching. Week two, let's see what what big games they've got. The Auburn versus Georgia at Georgia. That's great. Uh, Ole Miss versus Kentucky. That'll be a hard-fought battle. Go on and look at it. This looks like some good stuff. But sadly, the uh, the media over at ESPN is already mobilizing to try to uh, to infect college football with the same uh, lunacy that we've seen in professional sports. Here's a clip of Kirk Herbstreet trying to uh, incite the SEC in college football. In these locker rooms. Let me start that again. I also think that if, if you're a white player in these locker rooms, I think it's incumbent upon you to really help with the change. I saw Dylan Bowles there from Stanford involved. And I think, uh, you know, Trevor I, uh, Lawrence at Clemson has been involved. I think it's one thing to, to have rallies. So it's, it's one thing to skip a practice because of social injustice. It's How about we just play football, Kirk? Could we just do that? Could we could we let the uh, the other stuff uh, take place outside of the sidelines? Can you imagine how many multi multi black millionaires Kirk Herbstreet knows? But he's he's trying to you know cultivate this notion that that uh, sports is a reflection of society and it's full of racist hater haters. And trying to already uh, crap on college football. <laughs> I turn the game on and then I, uh, I listen to a feed online of, uh, of a, a local call. I can't, I can't take it. Can't take it anymore. This is why Trump banned this critical race poison from federal agencies in the military. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow as we'll continue to cover the parade of lunacy right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.